And now music with Gabe Miller. <laughs> That's our segue into the next topic because we have we're we're, we're content. Yes, we're content. Indeed. Yes, indeed, we are content. We are content. I am the Senate. We are the content, and we are content. I am the content. <laughs> yes. Oh, your reference is so much better than me. Mine. <laughs> yes. So, what have you guys been listening to recently? I'm gonna bust out my Spotify. Oh boy. Uh, what did I just add? I just added. <laughs> okay. Have you heard uh, Miley Cyrus's new song? No. Is that it the good? one with Mark Ronson? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think it's Mark Ronson's new song with Miley Cyrus. But whatever. I don't. Who's Mark yeah, Ronson? Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Close about enough. That guy? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard it once. Um, it's personally just not my thing. I just can't really <laughs> get into anything Miley Cyrus post party in the USA. Interesting. I like how her voice sounds in that in that song. Like it she kinda she yeah, has yeah, like it's she has a very raspy voice that she's trying to shove into like a pop sound all the time and it just doesn't work for me hmm. most of the time. That's why I don't like Miley yeah. Cyrus. It just it's not her that I'm hearing whenever I'm hearing her pop songs. Sure. So it's just kinda it's kinda edgy and just like what are you doing, man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing? Or Her regular stuff? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, also her edgy stuff. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying with that. Yeah, yeah. Her edgy stuff is also just like, look, I get it. You're a Disney kid. You're going through your edgy, edgy phase, all right? Right, like, right. R- r- just wake me up when you're done, and maybe I'll check back in, all right? But Wake right. me up! Wake me up! <laughs> wow. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Great. 10 out of 10 reference. Excellent. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. She she sounds to me like more like Dolly Parton or something, and something that's kind of like mm. a little bit more mm-hmm. somber, and it kind of fits her voice better. So I I don't know. I I like it. Nice. I can get the appeal of that. I don't know if it's necessarily stuff that I am personally into. Like I can't really get into her voice or that kind of music much at all personally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, nothing breaks like the heart. I'm gonna try not to play it out loud. Please, please stop. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, not well I'll give it a listen. I'll definitely give no, it a look, listen. I don't want it I'm to... intrigued. I don't want you to get in trouble for copyrighted stuff. Copyrights. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nothing breaks like a heart, and I can't. You know what? After the podcast, you can just like play it afterward. We'll just <laughs> continue talking. Get reactions. Great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I've been listening to. My latest rabbit hole I've gone down. Have you guys ever heard of Knower or Lewis Cole? Nope. No. <laughs> okay, so Lewis Man. Cole is this funk musician who came up on the internet, and he had, he's been on YouTube for like 10 years, and he's also one half of a duo called Knower, hmm. and they make just the weirdest friggin' music. It's it's incredibly <laughs> obnoxiously funky. Wow. And it embraces how funky it is. It's this like electro jazz funk kind of insanity. And it's excellent. Nice. nice. And and they've got like other people they bring on like a, a friend of theirs who's a keyboardist, a saxophonist and just just really good music. <laughs> mm, and nice. unabashedly funky. It's glorious. It's great when they just like own it. Whatever is weird yeah. about them. It's kind of funny. The The current crop of, um, at least on the internet, a lot of the kind of people doing stuff in, like, kind of funky music is all skinny nerds. Wow. Like, another <laughs> example is Bill Wirtz, actually. 
is another mm-hmm. example. Like his music's very funky and it's very kind of out there. And so there's like him and then there's this band called Wolfpack that are also kind of that. Mm. And it's like this kind of race to like who can make the like the funkiest track. <laughs> but it's all like with these people who are like somehow ridiculously good musicians and they all know each other. And yeah, it's just really good good songwriting, good musicianship and I'm digging it. I like and it. it's fun. There's there's a song called uh When You're Ugly by Lewis Cole. <laughs> That's uh The one to start off with is like Weird Part of the Night. Okay. Is another one. That's a good one to start with. For those of you who don't like cursing, cursoring, cursoring, advisoring, warning. Parental. But if, yes, but if you don't mind that, it's excellent. True. That or, um, there's a, there's one that's like a live session where they play their song Overtime and that's Nowhere. And that too is, that's a good place to start. I like it. That's pretty insane. That's lovely. It's, I added it to my playlist. Nice. There. Nice. I'm going to listen to it. Sweet. Cool. How about you? What have you been listening to? Who's who? Bagel. Bagel. Oh, me? Okay, because you just point and it's like, wait, who are you pointing? I've answered the question, <laughs> sir. How about you? <laughs> um, I've been listening to this really pretty good EP that came out, was it like last month? I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Daybreak. Aw, <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Hey. No, no, I'm kidding. That's trash. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. But, uh, <laughs> but actually, uh, talking about stuff that you might not know of, most likely don't. So, uh, Colin, the guy from episode one of the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, on his band camp, he, had, he has uh, recommendations. Okay. And one of the recommendations was this band called Boyfriends from like... What? They made some music in like 2009 and 2010 okay. and then just dropped off the face of the planet completely. And they're impossible to find. They have like a Facebook page, but they haven't used it since 2013. So they're really like nowhere to be found, huh. pretty much. So it's like really mysterious in that way. And you just find this music. It's like, where did this come from? Because it's, yeah. it's basically like really kind of hard punk rock emo music where oh, okay. they have really good gu- guitar tones and instrumentals. Um, and then you can't really make out all of the lyrics because he's kind of just screaming them in the background. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but it's kind of it's the kind of stuff that it sounds good to me personally okay. like they have um mainly like what let me see here yeah they have like a couple i guess uh different demos that don't really matter um but they have basically three three main projects that are the ones that are probably like the ones that are to be the ones that get checked out that was mm-hmm. a difficult way of saying that <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they have like a thing called demo 2009 which has four songs on it, and then they have The Boyfriend's 7-inch, which actually got printed on vinyl, apparently. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't know how that happened, because, like, who are these guys? Wow. Um, but, yeah, that's three songs on it, and then they have the, uh-oh, edgy, edgy name alert, people. <laughs> uh, it's called The <laughs> the Boyfriend's uh, slash Boys and Sex Split 7-inch. So two of the songs on it are from Boyfriend's, and then the other two are from another mysterious band called Boys and Sex. And they kind of make like the exact same music, basically, gotcha. which is the same kind of good instrumentals, but just they're just screaming <laughs> inaudible stuff in the background. <laughs> it's Incredible. the aesthetic. It's the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, I feel like you have to really be in a certain mood for sure. it. 
Um, but it's it's pretty good stuff. It's a it's an interesting thing to find, like in the deep crevices of Bandcamp. Um, I think he actually found it because one of his um, one of his friends actually found the vinyl in a bookstore. So. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's, that's really that's an interesting way to find an artist and then realize, oh, these guys are nowhere to be found. Right. It's like you've stumbled on a niche thing that turns out to be even more of a niche thing. And it's like wow. this weird discovery where the planets line up, and you're like, "Wow, how did I find <laughs> yeah, cause, this?" Because on on yeah, like on their Bandcamp, they have a link to their website, but then it says like Era 108 or whatever the right, whatever the right, right. Uh, so it's like 404 just not it's, found. It just is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exist. It's just like not found. Yeah, huh? So it's, it's, yeah. Wow. It's interesting. I'll have to like send it to you guys or like play something for you. Yeah, I'll you definitely. Uh, look but into it's. That. It's interesting. I feel like a lot of the mysteriousness about it is kind of, like, in a way, an appeal. Yeah, definitely. Than, well, it, I mean, it adds to the appeal of just, like, really good guitar tones with... Right. In the <laughs> but it adds to the, like, well, I gotta check this out, because it's this weird, undiscovered thing. Exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, it, uh, like, their name is Boyfriends with, like, a period at the end. Okay. Okay. Because I've been like, searching the, this like, whole if, time. If you look up, uh, and I can't. Yeah, if you look up just their name on YouTube, you probably won't find mm-hmm. them. You have to, like, put in, like, one of their songs with it, and then you'll find, like, the audio for that. Yeah, do you have, like, um, show notes for this show? Can you put it there or something? Like a link? I do not, but I should start that, actually. <laughs> for the time being, until I get the show notes, they will be in the description of the YouTube video there of you this go. Perfect. podcast episode. I mean, it's anything is show notes if you just call right. it that, so. Yeah, 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 that's true. There you go. Yeah, so like if like if you recommend something or a guest recommends something, you can just be like, yeah, yeah, you know, check for the sure. description. Link in the doobly doo. But yeah, other than that, I've been I've been into a bunch of folk punk recently. If you know what that oh, is, what you know you know folk punk. No, it's like is it's, that like it's like folk music? Go ahead, but it's it's but it's also punk. but punkier. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's also, folk music, but punkier it's also punk. because it's it, yeah. Because boyfriends is punk, but it's not. It's not. It's not as light as folk punk. Yeah. Um, so is this like like kind of American like folk, I found or this, is this like it's it's like an American thing? Okay. Okay. Mainly, <laughs> and there's this uh, there's this album called "This City Isn't Big Enough" by this band called Apes of the State. Okay. And they just have like really they have like a lot of banjos and violins, and it's hmm. it's a really good sounding album. Which I will also link, I guess. Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> although they got a couple bad words there. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, but, yeah, they have, like, an intro, which is kind of just them, like, setting up their instruments, and then it goes into, like, oh, the, cool. uh, the first song, which is already, like, just, the first song is one of the best songs on the record. It's called Sober Intentions, and just kind of just starts off, and it's like, I got bum-bum Sober Intentions. <laughs> it's really good. That's tight. It's really good. I love yeah. me a good genre merging. Absolutely. It's real good stuff. There's this band, and this does involve a curse word, so if you want to bleep it out, you can, but called Smoky Bastard. Nice. And they're I'm like... I'm not going to bleep that out. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so stuff on like their album Back to the Drawing Room or Tales from the Wasteland. I haven't listened to the entirety of it, but they like own, they have this kind of like uh, steampunk aesthetic going on. Ooh. And so, like, they they know exactly what they're doing. It's like a whole aesthetic. And it's this Irish folk punk. It's great. It's incredible. Nice. It's very weird, but it works pretty flawlessly. Nice. Anyway. I really wish I also, could Also, as long that. as I'm talking about folk punk, I should probably mention 
uh, just like one more uh, band artist under this. I yeah. don't even know a lot about it. I just heard about it from my friend Alden, and he, they produced they produced they were <laughs> not produced uh, one of, <laughs> they produced his favorite record of last year, which hmm. is called oh, crap. What is it? Oh, it's it's called um it's called Nine, except it's um you know uh I X. Oh yeah yeah great yeah yeah hmm. wow. And it's basically it's a Lord of the Rings concept record. Basically, bro, Ooh. and he kind of—I guess—he kind of, uh, from from what I've seen, I guess he kind of ties Lord of the Rings into kind of his past drinking problems and different things like that. Huh. And it's it's an interesting listen, to say the least. That does sound interesting. It's it's pretty good too. Absolutely, That's yeah, tight. definitely. The, the um, I, I would have to listen to it more, but I know that the first two tracks are the best, mainly because like the. Uh, the first one kind of is really slow and then leads into the next one really well. Yeah. Um, and then it has a really nice chorus on it with kind of his really raspy voice. Oh, no, I can't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to do it, but I can't. I was like, oh, no, he's going to puke. So here's here's a question that I just thought of. What's uh, a guilty pleasure song? If you mm. oh, If you think that a guilty pleasure even is a thing that exists. Because some people don't. Some people are like, nah, I'm... I'm open like, about all of it. I think it's all great. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like in a way, I can see guilty pleasure definitely existing, and I can say – I can easily, like, point in at, di- like, different films and be like, oh, that's a guilty pleasure. But, like, when it comes to, like, music, I have such a wide taste. It's like, is anything yeah. a guilty pleasure? <laughs> I knew you were yeah, going to say definitely. that. Because I, 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 feel <laughs> like, I feel like music <laughs> – I feel like music is way more sub- subjective than movies are. Definitely. Definitely. Hmm. Yeah, I can see yeah. that because at least with movies, there's like, oh, you can. I can tell this was a competent director. They had a good soundtrack or whatever. Yeah, right. And you can pick apart like story and stuff. And then you, especially with like blockbuster and stuff, movies are made to be very likable. Whereas music, mm-hmm. people take more risks, and it's yeah. There's then more with, time to find a with, niche. Right. Yeah, and with music, it's easier to find people saying, uh, "Oh, this is this is terrible." While you find other people saying, "This is the greatest thing ever." Right. It's way right. easier to find Definitely. that. Definitely. Right. Um, okay. So, I'm, first of all, I'm so glad I went first in that first question because I said Miley <laughs> Cyrus and you guys brought up cool bands. Um, yep. <laughs> but I'm going to continue with that uh, theme and say okay. that uh, Justin Bieber's Love Yourself was kind okay. of a guilty pleasure. I felt, I, I felt, because I literally felt guilty when I said, oh, I like that song. <laughs> Uh, it's a good song. I don't know if I know I haven't been as vocal about it recently. I used to be like vocal about it like a couple years ago when mm-hmm. Purpose dropped. But I am such a huge JB fan, to be honest. It's it's like, not bad. I don't know if I would say bangers. huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would necessarily say huge now, but like I really appreciate a lot of the work that he's put into his music. Right. You can dig it. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can dig it really easily, <laughs> especially okay. his uh, most recent album, which I'm. I'm still waiting for the new one since it's been like what three years or something. It's been a minute, over yeah. three years. My gosh. Yeah, and see, okay, so I, but I, I felt less guilty when I uh, heard that Ed Sheeran wrote that song. So just saying, oh, actually, because like you're a Ed Sheeran Ed fan. Yeah, I like Ed Sheeran, and I don't care what anybody. Says. Ed Sheeran's great. Yeah, I mean, I think with Ed Sheeran, like love him or hate him, it's hard to argue that he's not a good songwriter. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Because he's like. 
he is a good songwriter, both in terms of like catchy stuff and lyrically, like he knows mm-hmm. what he's doing. Absolutely. Yep. Like even even if it doesn't like mesh with your taste in music. Yeah, I mean, he made Justin Bieber. He made me like Justin Bieber. So I mean, <laughs> I don't know what bigger challenge he could ever take on. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's this uh, there's this music reviewer YouTuber that I watch, um, ARTV. If you know him, no. No, okay. Wow. Well, I, I watch him, and basically he's not really a huge Ed Sheeran fan, but he had like mm-hmm. a top 10 live performances video or whatever, and um, I forgot what the song was. Shoot. Hold on one moment. <laughs> I have to find I have to. I have to it? find Who's this. It it's going to kill me. Uh, Ed Sheeran. Okay. Is uh, this where Ed, song... where he does yes, the, okay, okay. the looper? So, Huh? Is this when he uses the looper, or is this like a full band thing, or... Oh, it's. I think it's the Looper, basically, and uh, nice. but yeah, he was uh, talking that makes about. Happy. <laughs> yes, yes, it's great. I like this. I've actually seen him live, and it's fantastic. Um, but basically, cool. he had like a top ten live performances video, and he just like, kind of like showed little clips each before each one that he talked about. And uh, he's not a huge Ed Sheeran fan, but he talked about like just how good the performance was. It was a uh, yeah. "You Need Me, I Don't Need You," and basically okay. with each performance, apparently uh, he ad libs differently on each one he does. Supposedly, nice. Uh, it's. And keep in mind, this is like a kind of rap hip hop thing, right? So right. he's kind of like ad libbing his raps. Um, Incredible. And so that's tight. Yeah, he, yeah. He basically said that, like, even though he's not a huge fan of him, it's just so hard to deny his talent. Right. Absolutely. Right. Sure. Regardless, he's a very talented musician. Absolutely. And he even can he really shred an acoustic guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I think the person who made me like the Beebs though was uh, Skrillex jumping on to mm. when oh, yeah. he pro- when he produced. I think he produced the entire album or at least most of it. He produced most of it, and then uh, and most then most when... notably, uh, which ones? Sorry, most notably, Sorry, I'll Show You, which is a banger, and yes, and Children, which is yeah. also and a then Justin one. Bieber did on one of his songs when Skrillex did the collaboration EP with the yeah the uh, Where Are You Now? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And like, even though, even though it's cheesy, like that song's yeah. a banger. It is. It's a banger. It is, man. <laughs> Skrillex, it's it's ah, oh, he's great. Yeah, I remember. I think the first Skrillex song I heard was back in like my gosh, like what twenty twelve potentially. Yeah, I know mean, um, the time all with, of us heard it. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, Cinema. <laughs> That's okay. a good one. That's yeah, good. Yeah, that was that was. Really it holds great. up. I listened to it recently. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Like, it dates itself pretty heavily, but I still like it. It's still a jam. Yeah, I heard that, and I was just, I, like, I have to look this up later. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. My, my first one was Right In. I don't know if you've heard that one. Wow. It's kind of I a similar similar style. That was from, like, the Bangarang kind of time. Okay. And once again, when I first heard that and it hits you with that sound, like, I had never heard anything like it. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Because that kind of mm-hmm. stuff had been bubbling up in the underground, especially overseas in the U.K., dub stuff had been around a lot longer hmm. but mm-hmm. over here that was when it first kind of hit and a bunch of us went what's this <laughs> this is cool <laughs> yeah yeah uh mine was uh what scary monsters and nice sprites which yep. i feel like was yep. most people's i yeah, was surprised definitely. when both of you said something different other than that song yeah I mean, I've when it comes to movies i'm pretty on top of things with music i've always been a little out of the loop interesting until Somewhat recently, and even then, when it comes to like popular music, I'm still out of the loop. I'm just very on top of electronic music now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, I could tell you what all the the trends are in dubstep and house music, but I couldn't tell you what the latest like top forty song was. Just 
Not because I don't like it, but I just don't tend to keep up with it unless I'm recommended something. Right. So, oh, hey, yeah. it makes you cooler, though. Tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, the, you know, this obscure dubstep bang you've never heard right, of before. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because it's still it's still going. It's like the sound of dubstep has completely moved on from what it used to be. It's like this whole other thing now. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I quite I quite like it. It's a bit of an acquired taste because a lot of it's pretty obnoxious, but it's an <laughs> obnoxious in a way that I enjoy. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I only listen to really underground electronic music. Thank you, Next. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I do like Thank You, Next. My, my sister played that for me recently. Was- I was like, wow. That's actually this is a, a friggin' really banger. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. All three uh, of I'm, the Ariana Grande songs right now, I feel like, are pretty good. Which are the... She's been killing it, man. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, keep I, Breathing? I feel like she's... The other one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Breathing. Yeah. Um, That's right. Breathing, Thank You, Next, and... Look, I may have made up the third one. I don't know. You may have made up the... Because <laughs> I can name a couple other ones, honestly. Yeah. There's probably another one that's um, still hanging on from her last album or something. There's actually a sure, uh, no tears left to cry, which is really there. Good. You go, yeah, boom, yeah, yeah. That's the third one I was thinking of. Absolutely, I'm just gonna say that, just even though I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <Boom>. yeah. <laughs> no, I just made that up. Just oh no, you would. <laughs> no, 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 it does exist. They caught in my own it does. Okay, yeah. Even I, I know that talking. much. Yeah, I, I yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. The the other song was actually. Um, uh, I'm, I don't know the name somehow, but the God is a woman or something like that. It's, I think it's, yeah. I think it's the name. Yeah, that's called. about right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the other one on the radio. There you go. There nice. you go, man. There you go. Sorry. Wow, you really, you really know your Ariana Grande. Yep. Uh, after Congrats. you just give me like 20 minutes, I will remember three songs. <laughs> by Harry. <Three> songs. <laughs> nice. Three songs that are like the ones that only uh, people who don't listen to her would know. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Sorry, I was gonna I was just gonna say kind of like a little uh transition. Or, oh, or yeah, should yeah. I say transition? What do you think of Anthony Fantano? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I've been like I went through an Anthony Fantano binge pretty recently actually. Mm. I don't remember what prompted it. I think it was the Let's Argue series on the Fantano channel. That's so entertaining. It's that's fun. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. Also, have the you intro- seen his? Oh, go ahead. Have you seen his? <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. It's a real um, knee slapper. Yeah. That is it's real good. Um, Sorry, but yeah, have, have you seen his? It was kind of a parody, even though we did it like more than one time. But he has a series now called Let's Agree, and it's like then he's yes. like his, his face. He's like, uh, I agree. <laughs> right, right, right. It's really good. damn. Is an album made by Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> I agree. I, I have no choice but to agree. <laughs> wow. I love him. Well, the thing is, he didn't hate Damn either, though. No, no. He gave it a but seven. But people still give but him that crap became a for meme. It. Right. Right. People <laughs> still give him crap for it, even though, like, he liked the album. It was a yellow flannel-worthy album. Yeah, the, the interesting thing about Fantano, though, is that even though... So I've watched enough of him at this point, enough of his both positive and negative reviews to, mm-hmm. like, have a pretty good understanding of what his opinion is. And yeah. when he did his countdown for this year, I actually went and checked out a bunch of his recommendations, like anything that kind of sounded interesting. I went and at least listened to a couple of songs of. And the interesting thing is that in a lot of cases, he and I have very, very different tastes in music. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff, a lot of the stuff that he loved, I was like, that's pretty cool. Like I can see why he loved that, but it didn't like hit me where it needed to. 
Yeah. And then some of the stuff that he was more kind of eh, about, I connected with like something like um, a good example was Muse's new album. Hmm. Like he reviewed that and he was kind of like, eh. and actually a lot of people were kind of like, eh. and I listened to that and actually that hit me where I wanted it to. Wow. Because mm-hmm. it's like this kind of sci-fi apocalyptic synthwave rock. Wow. Which is basically exactly what I wanted in life. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, but even then, like, I'll still continue to watch him just because, for one thing, he's very entertaining on camera. But yeah. then for another thing, I think there's still value in a critic even if you don't always agree with them. Absolutely. Because it forces yeah. you to clarify your own opinion. Right. Oh, for sure. So, like, well, why does he like this and why don't I? Or why doesn't he like this and why do I like it? Absolutely. Instead oh, yeah. of just getting all defensive being like, well, you don't like it because you're an idiot. Right. <laughs> but, like, but most it makes of what he has like, to say is really interesting. Right, because he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it helps you, you sharpen I mean? your own Whether opinions. Whether or not – yeah, Exactly. And so, yeah, I can definitely dig me some some Fantano. That's awesome. Yep, that's <sighs> that's why I used to listen to Grace Randolph because uh, I always mm-hmm. disagreed with her on movies, uh, and yeah. then she just like every video was something political about a movie or a movie news story, <laughs> and I was just like, uh, why? I don't sure. like the. The fact that I disagree with you on politics just makes this annoying. Like, I don't want. I don't care what percentage freaking Jasmine is. Talk of about the... movies. Yeah, exactly. Talk about the movie. Who cares about your politics? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. click on the video for politics. I clicked it should... on it for like if I if I want politics, I'll go somewhere else. Or, or a good example of this going wrong is J.K. Rowling and her interactions on Twitter. Mm. Oh boy, <laughs> because the way that she's done it, and like people on the left and right are both kind of mad at her at this point yeah because she's clearly kind of retconning stuff with no context yeah just trying to get brownie points completely right and ever and it's and it's like a more obvious example where Mm -hmm. it's it seems like she doesn't actually care about you know culture she's trying to represent or anything like that yeah she just cares about but this person and Did it doesn't you... work because you don't care about the culture or the personalities or telling interesting stories that, mm-hmm. you You're know. just pandering. Right. Oh, yeah. And, have... yeah, it so makes no one say, happy. Yeah. Have Do you watch Gus Johnson at all? No. <laughs> nope. No? Okay. Well, he makes, like, kind of minute-long. He makes longer videos sometimes, but, like, his skits and stuff are, like, a minute long, and he has... A uh, video called J.K. Rowling these days. Oh boy! And she's just like peeking around the corner, and it's like, hey, hey, guess, guess what? Guess what? what guess, guess which character is gay? And then it's like, what? All of them? And then she runs away. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, man, it's it's really funny. Incredible. Yeah. Um. Times. See, I I get annoyed with the pandering, honestly, especially mm. especially if they're trying to pander to me, and I'm like, no. Ooh. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even like... No, my least favorite feeling is to be pandered right. to, just in general. When I when I heard about Miles Morales' character like 10 years ago, or when whenever yeah. he was created, I don't know, I was like... Long time ago. All right. I like Peter Parker. Like, this is... Spider-Man is literally my favorite character. And I relate to him because he's like a kid who's just trying to, you know, get it together. Not right. because and it, making him half Hispanic is not going to make me relate to him more, you know. Sure. Ma- making him, you know, sure. Miles Spider Man. It's not. 
it's not helping. So, but Spider Verse doesn't like really lean into that too much in a like an annoying way. Like his parents are there. His mom speaks a little bit of Spanish, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like you know, I like Spanish. Yeah. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's not like <laughs> oh, I suddenly relate to him because he has darker skin. No, I relate to Peter Parker. It doesn't matter what he looks like, really. Sure. Yeah. It's it comes down to the way the characters, uh, excuse me, written. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Trying to say it in a nice, intelligent point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's that was a that was a real podcasting moment because you you it truly it just, was. Sometimes it happens, and you're just like, and I like listening to the Weekly Planet. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I could tell you're trying to get through this sentence, and you're just really trying not to burp. <laughs> <laughs> like, just burp. Oh. Who cares? <laughs> I've always wondered what you do if you're like a singer or like a stand-up comedian or something, and you just have to. <laughs> I just realized I have never seen. I've never seen. Seemed. What am I talking? I've I've never seen a stand-up comic burp ever. Wow. I don't think. And I feel like they could just work that in. Like they're a comedian, right? Kind of. Yeah, they, they right. could. You could play that off. Yeah. Maybe maybe I have, and it was really disguised really well. But I don't think I've ever seen that. Right. I mean, right. they could, like, drink some water, and they have their, you know, during a laugh, they have their mic away from their face, they're drinking water, yep. they burp, and then yep. they're, they're back. Possibly. Yeah. 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 And then there are the people who can just play it off, like, people who are good with interruptions, right. and, like, especially, like, with hecklers and stuff, they're, like, the classic, mm-hmm. like, your Bo Burnham's or something, who will always just, like, immediately have a comeback for a heckler. Yeah. Absolutely. Or, like, another example, you were there when we saw Mike Falzone, right? Bagel? Uh, which guy At was Vincon? that? Long-haired which... dude who had a yes. kidney stones. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my. And, like, half of his act was improv. And him just, mm-hmm. like, bouncing off the crowd, basically. And taking what the crowd gave him and working with it. And uh, yeah, I don't really good. have a point there, but I thought that was cool. <laughs> that's very cool. I don't have a point, but that guy was great. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's this one video of Tim Hawkins where the mic goes out and ooh yeah yeah if you guys have seen that if you haven't seen it it's great maybe he uh at first you know he's like making fun of the the i don't know stage hand that's like hold it in the middle he's like what do you mean hold it in the middle i'm holding i he's like (laughs) just like roasting this guy that's like hold it in the middle yeah okay just tell me how to hold the mic and then he like it just straight up cuts out for like the fifth time, and he just keeps like he he acts like he's continuing with the set. He's not saying anything. <laughs> he's just mouthing words, and he just goes on right. and like gesticulating and everything. And, right. And then they hand him a new mic. He keeps going. He keeps going. That's great. And then he Amazing. he says into the mic, and that's how I found Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I was like, dude, that's great, that man. is the most epic way to deal with that. I love it. <laughs> that's right. really good. Yeah. So yeah, when they have that type of thing, or like just somebody having a funny laugh that just keeps interrupting him, and he turns it into a bit. This it's right. great. Yeah, I love it. Right. Also, like in a way related, but also not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what it was. There I mean, was like, that's um, that's like the number one rule of podcasting is related, tangents. but not really. So right. Proceed. Yes, and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have to watch it again, but I think it was in Make Happy, Bo Burnham. Uh, his stand-up routines are so well orchestrated with the music and everything. 
Like, yeah. I know there was there was a part in it where it looked like he made a mistake, and it was like that was planned. <laughs> nice, <laughs> wow. something like something like that. Uh, but yeah, he's 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 great. Yeah, I still That's have to tight. see Eighth Grade, his movie. Same. I have to see it again. I've heard good. I have things. it on Blu-ray now. Nice. How is it? It, I here's the reason I have to see it again because. It is competing against Spider-Verse for my favorite film of last year. Wow. Oh, shoot. All right. Wow. Dead serious. Because I walked out of the theater and I was like, "There's that. There, that's flawless. <laughs> like, there's, <laughs> nice. there's nothing wrong with it. Because all the, like, the awkward moments are so, it's all intentional. Right. And I don't, I don't know. There's not a lot I can really complain about. Okay. I, that's yeah. Great. Yeah. I, I just like, I, I've seen reviews online and there's just like, nothing anyone can really pick apart from it other than like you can either love it or there's a potential that a lot of people might find it boring and that's the only thing gotcha Uh, okay so i feel like it really is a love it or it's not your thing right um sure but but if you're okay pick it apart for being like bad yeah yeah, it's a well-crafted movie yeah absolutely it's really incredible too how that was the first film that he wrote and directed seriously it's great yeah. yeah, and surprise! Like the best child actors you will ever see. Nice. <laughs> like nice. seriously, for those once, are hard to find, dude. Yeah, yeah. For once, eighth graders are playing eighth graders. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh! What yeah, a yeah. Re- revolutionary idea. And there's just so many. There's so many moments that it, it pulls you in so much because of how realistic it is more than anything else. Because they stumble over their words and they have to restart what they're saying and. I feel like it sounds boring the way I'm like explaining it. Like it feels it, realistic. It doesn't feel yeah. like this is manufactured like by what Hollywood thinks eighth grade is. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, realistic yeah, like movies about life are often if you try to pitch it to somebody you're like I promise it's not boring, okay? Right. Also, it's insane how relatable it is because like I was homeschooled and I can relate to this film so much cuz I can point <laughs> at the kid and I'm like, "Yo, I knew a kid like that. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, it's crazy. Right. And it doesn't that. just deal in stereotypes that, like, it actually it gets it kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's it's, cool. Uh, for sure. I've noticed like a bit of a, a like a a current crop of movies being directed by YouTubers. I I only have one other example, but the other one is um, a mystery guitar man. He directed. It's it's one of the. It's kind of like a more dramatic movie about like harsh wilderness survival and wow. it's got reviews already and it's got very very good reviews wow mm. like last i checked it was sitting at like 92 percent on rotten tomatoes oh shoot that's awesome so i have to check that out too what's it called i forget okay <laughs> i will Man. do some quick googling okay so i have news it's called arctic okay and it's starring the dude from I wonder you couldn't remember uh, the name <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's still sitting at ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's starring the guy from uh, Rogue One, the Father, and he was also mm. in uh, Doctor Strange. Mads Mikkelsen. Wow. Yes, that guy. Ha ha. Anyways, so yeah, it's got very good reviews. Um, nice. Apparently, it's a very well shot, like tense movie. So I like it. It's good to hear. That's cool to I, see those guys killing it. I was it, man. not a huge fan of Rogue One. I'm honest. Yeah, every that's time kind a Star of a Wars love it or hate it. Out, I'm, uh, it's yeah, just hot like, take though. This an extremely hot take. I feel I like Solo way more. I still need to see Solo. Don't do it. It's on Netflix. Don't dude. do it. 
No, because here's the thing I've heard about about Solo. So I saw the trailers and immediately decided not to see it. Good choice. Mm. Then afterwards, I had a couple <laughs> of friends whose opinions, even if I don't always agree with them, I definitely respect them. Mm. And they, they went and saw it and they said, dude, it's nothing like the trailers and you will like it. You need to see this. Interesting. And by then it was out of theaters and I missed it. And right. then... Mm because of just like how busy I am and because I prioritize other stuff, I just haven't gotten around to it, but right. that's actually something I think I may like to okay. be honest, I, as long I, as it's nothing it's like fun the trailers. Movie. Cause I didn't like the trailers, but mm-hmm. if it's better than that, then I'm kind of down. It's probably better than that. I, I feel like I really hyperbolize my hate for a lot of the star Wars stuff uh, that I don't like because it's fun, but uh, really I, I hated it mostly because I already knew everything that was going to happen. It was like, oh, you, you remember... It was kind of by the numbers. Yeah, but it's like, you know, you remember Han Solo talking about this that happened to him in his past, you know, in the other uh, movies? That happens. Yeah. He gets them, you know, I won't, I guess I won't right. spoil it. They had it, to tick but... off the boxes. Right, it was just, it was just a thing. list of things that they had to tick off. Exactly. And then uh, right. there was the new character, uh, his girlfriend, Kira or whatever the crap uh, that nobody cares about because she's not in the other ones, so you must assume she must die. Right, right. You can't get attached to mm. her because she's gonna be gone somehow. Right. Either she dies or she bails. Rogue One had a bit of that as well. Like I liked Rogue One quite a bit, but in doing so, I acknowledge that's the one. That's one of the few times that you pandered directly to me, and I enjoyed it. Okay. Because Rogue mm. One is like fan service, the movie. <laughs> Like, it shows us all of the things of Star Wars that everyone wants to see. It's got the cameos. And you, you it's could got ju- all you have Darth to do is Vader read the opening people. crawl and you have the film. Right. Like, right. Darth Vader works people as the scene that everyone remembers for good reason. Because mm-hmm. it's really cool. Right. And yeah, because that's course. what we've always wanted to see is Darth, pa- Darth Vader just lay a whole opposing force to waste. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, it's cool. And so, and the movie has a lot of moments like that. Or like, it just shows us more Star Warsiness. Uh, I like the Darth Vader scene, and that made me go, "Wow, I really didn't like the rest of this movie because this last yeah, scene was enough. like a ten, and the rest of it was like I didn't give a crap about any of these characters dying, and that was the whole point." Right. I was like, "Yes, you killed off the characters. That was like a ballsy move, and like good for you." Right. That's but you're true. not like sad about it, right? Which, which you probably is... should have been exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, my question is, I have on my podcast uh, my friend Susan. So she just saw the original trilogy, and we watched the uh, despecialized versions, and that's that was like the Ooh. that's the shtick for the three uh, reviews, one one for each one. So, uh, but she hasn't seen the ori- the the prequel trilogy, and oh. originally I was like, just don't worry about it. Like you're, they're they're pretty they're pretty awful, and I don't want to watch them <laughs> again, really. <laughs> uh, but recently, I've been getting into prequel memes. Yes, and so yes. I I want yeah. to know: it, is it worth it for the memes to make her watch the prequel trilogy? Absolutely, okay, hundred <laughs> percent. That's the only reason, and it's worth it. To be honest, actually, in my mind, that's not the only reason. I actually have a bit of a soft spot, even though I acknowledge, I fully acknowledge that they're trash movies yep. in terms of the way they're written, acted, directed, 
pretty much every, like, everything even, like, about the movie. The CGI <laughs> doesn't hold up. However, I think the movies do have some cool ideas that, if done by a different writer and director, mm-hmm. would have been recognized for being pretty cool. It would have been great, man. Like, I think, like, the, the for instance, like, the character of Anakin could have been really interesting. Yep. Had he not been the way that he was. <laughs> But um, <laughs> the idea. Like, I feel like I'm doing a bad job of explaining my viewpoint here. But I think there's a lot of stuff. A lot of it does come down to the way it builds up the world, too. But I think there was a lot of cool additions there. The way that they, you know, introduce new environments, new tech. Uh, and the, a lot of the like the backstory that they introduced with like the Jedi Temple and stuff, I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Because it is a little more kind of complex. And it's got like it's kind of backs its culture to it. Right. And it's kind of like weird gray areas where like the Jedi are misguided in their own way and they let the Empire come about because of it. Right. Because they got into their weird routines and got too comfortable in it. And like they're being weird about it is what allowed the Empire to come about, basically. Yeah. The birth of the Empire, the turning of Anakin toward the dark side. Those are all like interesting ideas but it really gets bogged down by yeah all of the terrible acting and the bad writing and the trade routes and the blockades (laughs) and the politics right (laughs) right right and the pod racing oh man that pod race goes for like 20 minutes longer than it should (laughs) oh my god okay honestly the thing episode one People say it's the, a lot of people say it's the worst. I highly it's disagree. Not. It's actually pretty fun to watch if you just if you just talk over it with some friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which I, I should I should do at some point. Sure. The second one, however, the second one is so mind-numbingly boring. Yeah, the yeah. second one is there's there's the second one. There, the, the second, second one, one is like two separate movies. One half of it is just Obi Wan does detective work and battles, and that's a lot of fun. Honestly, mm-hmm. yep. Like, watching Obi-Wan just be himself is a lot of fun, because mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor nails that character. Like, yeah, he's, if no he's one else in the, the movie nails the character, he does. He's probably the best part of them. Absolutely, 100%. Oh, easily. Like, Everybody he is Obi-Wan, on that, yeah. in my mind. And, yeah. like, watching him just kind of wander around and get into lightsaber fights and shootouts is fun, and I enjoy that. But then the <laughs> stuff with Anakin and Padme, like, that's that's the stuff you skip. Yeah. If you uh-huh. watch, if you, there's like, I don't know, this is a very like millennial slash Gen Z thing to say, but you have to watch it ironically and unironically simultaneously. Oh my, that's a real juggling <laughs> act right there. I'll tell you that. Sounds like so a like lot of work. So like you're in it for the memes, but you can also go into it recognizing there are some flashes of brilliance in it. Yes. Even if they're obscured by all the ridiculousness. Yes. So you go in for memes and then realize, hey, there's there's some actually some kind of there's a really good Nostalgia Critic video. I don't watch a ton of Nostalgia Critic video, but there's a really good video that he did on, like, top ten good things in the prequels. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's worth watching beforehand, so you kind of know what you're looking for. Mm. But there is mm-hmm. some stuff in there that you're like, okay, you know what? That's pretty cool. Okay. That's actually pretty dope. I'm going to rewatch yeah, that absolutely. and see if that'll help Susan along the way. Yeah. How- however, like, I don't know. S- since Since I grew up with the prequels and the original trilogy existing simultaneously. Mm. Like the prequels are inextricably linked with star Wars, whether I want them to be or not right. in my mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's there. Whereas imagine having seen the original star Wars 
and then waiting all this time and then getting hit by the prequels, you'd be much more disappointed. Oh, I would be crushed. Because you're like, I waited all this time for this? Yeah. Yeah, I rewatched it because they, they had this initiative to re-release the entire six movies in 3D. Wow. In theaters. Remember when that was a thing? And, 3D? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was at the height of 3D madness or just after. And I, and I went and saw it and uh-huh. I'm glad I did it. You know what I mean? Right. I think a movie that had the best use of 3D was Spy Kids 3D. <laughs> oh, That's one I have not seen, unfortunately. <laughs> you haven't? No. Yeah. Oh, man. It's not good. See, I grew up with that, so it's kind of a classic in my eyes. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, yo, this is... That's terrible. This yeah. is garbage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little oh, bit man. older than you probably when also, I saw there's it, this... So. Oh, my gosh. Like, I remember oh. specifically, there was a like a DVD trailer for it when it's like, oh, watch it at home, even though, you know... Home 3D movies with the red and blue glasses were terrible. Jeez. <laughs> um, but it had like a, a clip. It was. It's such a weird <laughs> shot in the movie where I forgot the sister's name. Uh, but she she just like turns around and goes like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And then that's like the shot they used in the trailer, and it shows her doing like that outside of the TV, and the family goes. <gasps> right. Right. <laughs> like right. Back and drops their popcorn and whatever. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Funny. I was when it's, I saw oh. that as a kid, I was like, "Can they do that? That'd be awesome." <laughs> you know, comes right. out if you could actually the do that, side. That'd be really cool. Yeah, if they could yeah. do it past the limits of the TV's like square, bro. <laughs> you see it from whatever. the side, and the hand is like popping out of the screen, like literally right. exactly. waving around. Hello, that would, that would be, be see legit. that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you pull that off, but now I want to see someone do it because that would no be pretty idea. cool. Holograms. Elon Musk. Missed. But I think that the big thing that kicked off the whole kind of 3D insanity was Avatar. And that's one that yeah, does probably. benefit from it because it's kind of that, like, it is very immersive. And that was past the the era of the red and blue glasses, right? It was like a yes. clear thing at that point. Right. And so that was another one where it was almost more like an experience than a movie for a lot of people. Absolutely. Because it's so, the most boring, like, thin story yeah. ever. Yeah. Like, I don't want to criticize Duart because I know there are people who, there are a lot of people who enjoyed it, but sure. yes. <laughs> and it is still the highest grossing film of all time. Yeah. And fair enough, they they innovated where other people didn't, but then people saw that and went, if we just take our movie and make it in 3D, it automatically makes it a blockbuster, like oh, all over geez. again. Yeah. Which, yeah. It took the wrong lesson. And then we me. had like 3D TVs. You can watch sporting events in 3D. Why? Um, yeah. Why would I that, want that's, that? That's the dumbest thing. Why would you watch sporting events? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, why would you watch sporting <sighs> events just in general? Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> just in general. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, as enough. I look at I'm my not a huge, I'm not a huge cup, sports right? guy. Neither am I. I've started watching college uh, football just because I live in Ohio. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm in California, so there's like, uh, there's definitely like the basketball element, right? So I I do enjoy yeah. an occasional game of basketball because because like I've I've played like pickup games and stuff, so I understand how friggin' hard it is, right? Mm-hmm. And like I understand the skill that goes into it, and often people do like impressive stuff. So like mm-hmm. in small doses, yeah. I'll be yeah, I'll watch a I'll, you know I'll root for the California team, and it's a good time, but I'm not like of course deep into it, absolutely. Let's just play a game instead. 
<laughs> All right. Well, this was a very fun two episodes, unexpectedly, but there you have that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked for, what what has it been, like two and a half hours or something? Oh, my That's about right. Two, yeah. My recording says two hours and 23 minutes. Yep. So. <laughs> nice. And counting. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, so to close this out, we are going to do a little thing where each of us says the last movie we saw not in theaters and the last album we listened to in full. And then kind of just a little very brief review of both. Awesome. Okay. So the last movie that I saw not in theaters, I believe... Okay, so I'm going to cheat a little bit because Infinity War I was watching yesterday, but yeah, go listen to my podcast or something or listen to literally anybody. They're all right about the movie. It's great. <laughs> Whatever. The <laughs> the other movie that I saw with my family over Christmas was uh, Little Giants. And it, if you've ever seen it, it's hilarious. I feel like it has so many like good lines and iconic scenes that it could be on the level of like Napoleon Dynamite or even uh, Princess yeah Princess Diaries it, Princess Diaries Please God help me Princess Bride <laughs> <laughs> Close enough Yeah whatever that movie it's it's midnight now where I am so I'm going to use that as an excuse um, Fair enough Yeah yeah so I just feel like it would be that quotable if I had grown up with it like my whole life and just watching it over and over like I have with Princess Bride Nice. Um, yeah. Have you guys ever seen it? That movie? No. Yes. No from Miller. Bagel? What? Have you ever seen Little Giants? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. Okay. You guys should both watch it. Okay. So uh, the album is Burn the Ships by For King and Country. I'm literally wearing a For King and Country hat right now. Because nice. I just think they're that great. Nice. They're, I have Me seen too. them twice in concert. They are fantastic. And it's not very often where I just I find an album where I like the artist and I like every single song on the album. Yeah. It's usually nice. like, oh, I, I like the singles and I like, you know, the other almost the, you know, the one that was almost as good as the singles but didn't quite make that list. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's for for most albums, but I liked every single song on that album, and it's great. I'm not a music guy, so I have a hard time uh, reviewing music, but it's they're they're great. Fair enough. So you should nice. To them. Australian band, two brothers, so much talent in that family. It's ridiculous. Like both of their wives uh, sing, and their brother does the like uh, cinematography for their music videos. Oh, that's cool. It's, yeah, their music videos are very cinematic. It's awesome. They're not playing around. No, no, they're really not. That's I'm tight. I'm gonna keep talking until you guys tell me that you're ready for the for yours. <laughs> I'm just killing I'll, time I'll now. go ahead. Okay. Yeah, go for it because I still can't remember my movie. The last movie that I watched uh, was yesterday, actually, uh, which was Punch Drunk Love. Have you ever wow. seen that? No, I have not seen that. You haven't. It's a movie with Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of apparently it's an, it's like a comedy, except it's apparently it's, it's a comedy. <laughs> apparently, I say apparently because like it's not extremely obvious. It's I guess a drama. it has like f- yeah, mm. except the drama really goes over the whole thing. Like it's a much more serious role for Adam Sandler. Okay, cool. And um, and he's good. The acting is in it is really good. I might have to watch it again though because I just I just 
You have to I, rewatch I every it, movie that you've ever watched in your whole life. So that you can no, with, with it. this specifically, it's just <laughs> <laughs> with, with this specifically, it's just so odd, I guess. Mm. Um, where it's like I really didn't know how I felt about it after I watched it because then I saw um, videos of people talking about it and there's and, and now I'm like maybe that is pretty good. So I would have to watch it like a second time for an actual opinion to form, for sure. Interesting. which I might do soon. But I think in the end it will be something that you either love or hate. To be or quite honest, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yes, beware, children! It is it is not a kids movie. It's not for the faint of <laughs> is heart. It, <laughs> is it PG thirteen no, or is it rated R? It's rated R. Okay, well, there okay. you go. Yes, even though it's not even like the worst R movie out there. Sure, we're all adults here. I love um, it how we're all like, <laughs> can I can I say? That word on right. the podcast, can I, can I, it's so, it's so like homeschooler Christian. I know. It it's is. amazing. I, I love know. it. Or I, even, <laughs> even though I'm in, technically I'm in two worlds now because I'm in the world of electronic music and in the world of electronic music, people don't care. You know, you drop a curse word in your song, people don't care, but I still feel the need to warn people if there's like cursing in something. Because of the audience right. you know you have. Right. And just because I don't want to unnecessarily make anyone mad, so doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. But yes, the last album I listened to in full was earlier today. I was in an Owl City mood, so I listened mm. to All Things Bright and Beautiful. That is a good album. It might be my favorite Owl City album. And hot take, I, can, I can't confirm this because I don't know if I have like an absolute favorite, but it might be my favorite album of all time. It's, that's definitely a contender. That's a really good album. It really is, man. It's... Uh, First of all, Al City, Adam Young, he's like my favorite artist, probably, if I had to pick one. Yeah. I'm somewhere up there. Yeah, and he's he's just great. Yeah. So, great album. It was the peak. A lot of people just like to say, oh, Ocean Eyes is the best. And it, it is fantastic, yeah. but All Things Bright and Beautiful is just... It's lovely. All right. And finally, Gabe Miller, do you have your two Yes. Things? Okay, so I remember the last movie I saw, yes. not in theaters. It's... um. I finally, after wanting to see it for a while, and then finally actually getting to, saw Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which Sweet. was lovely. Nice. Which is lovely. I'm a big fan of Edgar Wright, the guy who directed it, director of Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. Hot Fuzz, World's End, and most recently Baby Driver. Hot Fuzz is wonderful. All yes, excellent so movies. That. He's got a really weird, off-kilter style that borders on, sometimes borders on surreal, but in a way that's really entertaining. Anyways, yeah, and uh, yeah, Scott Pilgrim's a lot of fun. As some some likable characters, and then this weird like way of doing character development that I quite dug. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very awesome. glad that I finally got around to seeing it because it's lovely. And then the last album, this is technically an EP, but the <laughs> the last thing I listened to all the way through is Sungazer Volume Two by Sungazer. It is um electro jazz funk hip hop <laughs> oh dear it's weird does it's full of like does anyone have a more unique taste in music <laughs> than you gabe i've been on a kick <laughs> at this kind of stuff lately but uh it the the one half of it well actually both both guys are on youtube but um the kind of main guy behind it is uh, adam neely he's a um a youtuber and music theory guy so he does a lot of stuff he's kind of like the vsauce of music is kind of a way a lot of people have described him wow and um wow so he does a lot of videos kind of really weird musical topics and 
new horizons in music and <laughs> all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and so the uh, the EP is this, music it, here. It's very strange, but I really like it. Amazing. Well, friends, this is Vin. This Vin. What am I saying? <laughs> this has been. <laughs> I am rushing all of a sudden. This has been a very fun fun time leave a comment below if you're watching this on youtube which you probably are unless you're supporting me on patreon then you have the audio hello there um plug (laughs) (laughs) like that uh you can leave a comment below just being like hey i want this person to be on the podcast or if you just have some other idea then feel free to leave that Mm -hmm. or tweet me at weird name prod on twitter uh so yes with that i have been gabe I've been Gabe. And I've been Gabe. And this has been the Weird Name Pod. Thank you all. Peace. Peace!